Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Here we go, here we go, here we go! Welcome to the Pro Fan League Podcast. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of Pro Fan League. Welcome in on this beautiful Tuesday. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope that your weekend has been great. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death. That makes this a great day to be alive. Now lace up your sambas and let's talk sports. This past weekend was chock full of record-breaking sports performances. It was a good time. Monday Night Football last night, Detroit and the Raiders, Yimer Gibbs, Jimer Gibbs, Put on an excellent performance. Shout out to Gibbs. He had 156 rushing yards and a touchdown. Excellent breakout performance for him as the Lions beat the Raiders and continue their ascent in the NFL. First, I want to look at records broken over the weekend. All-time RBIs in a play in the playoffs was broken by Adolis Garcia. He transcended David Freese and uh, also hit a walk-off home run to win World Series Game 1. Uh, World Series Game 1 was a classic. Uh, hope you got to tune into some of it. If you didn't, go check out the highlight reel. Uh, Ketel Marte has broken the record for uh, most games in a row with a hit in playoff history. It's currently sitting at 19. The record was 17, and this is remarkable. In his playoff career, Ketel Marte has never not gotten a hit in a game. The streak sits at 19 straight. He has hit in every single playoff game in his Major League Baseball career. That is remarkable. On the gridiron, A.J. Brown this past weekend set a record with 125 yards receiving six games in a row. Uh, Peter King at the Monday morning quarterback, well, I guess now it's called Football Morning in America, just ran that six-game stretch that he's on right now versus six games across Jerry Rice's whole career. And uh, the numbers are actually better in this six-game stretch than Jerry Rice in his career. Now, let's be honest. A.J. Brown is not better than Jerry Rice. I think we can all say that. And 
Jerry Rice played in an NFL where you could hit a guy over the middle. He dealt with a lot of stuff I don't think A.J. Brown has ever had to face. If Jerry Rice was playing football right now, is it unfair to say that 2,500 yards receiving in a season is out of is out of the conversation? I don't think that's unfair. You can't hit anybody. People can't come up and jam him and hit him in the head and knock him over. And The NFL that Jerry Rice played in is very different than the NFL that A.J. Brown is playing in. Nevertheless, this is a very commendable uh, streak, and he is on a tear, and he is not fun to tackle. There's a couple guys in the NFL. Uh, well, I don't think any NFL player would would be fun to tackle, and I'm not sitting here claiming I could, okay? If I had to tackle an NFL player, it would probably look a lot like, say you were moving. Say you were moving to a new house, and you put a refrigerator up into the moving truck on a dolly, and uh, that that dolly starts moving down the ramp because it wasn't secured with the fridge on it, and I'm at the bottom, uh, what would happen when that refrigerator hit me at the bottom of the ramp of the moving truck is probably very similar to what it would look like if I was trying to tackle any NFL player. So hear that loud and clear. Okay, I'm not sitting here saying, oh man, me and AJ Brown in the open field, I'll, I'll show that guy a thing or two about uh, form tackling. No, listen, AJ, I probably wouldn't even touch him. He'd probably drop a juke on me and I'd be laying or he'd just run me right over to make a point and the point would be well made so this streak is incredible uh it's very interesting that it's a better six game uh stack of stats than uh Jerry Rice had ever put up in his career but let's not get it twisted Jerry Rice uh is in a league of his own in NFL history Uh, Let's see, Christian McCaffrey, speaking of the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey tied the record for most games in a row with a touchdown with Hall of Famer Lenny Moore at 17. He will look to break that record next weekend. And maybe, maybe, one of the most impressive topics of conversation from the weekend is a record that could have been broken, but wasn't. Because of really amazing sportsmanship. Tommy Pham, outfielder for the Arizona Diamondbacks, was 4 for 4 in a World Series game this weekend. He had a chance to go to the plate and become the first player in Major League Baseball history to go 5 for 5 in a playoff game, in a, in a World Series. 5 for 5 in a World Series. Instead, he went to his manager and asked in a game that had gotten out of hand if his manager would put in his friend on the team who uh, is one of the bench players. He wanted him to get a World Series at bat. So instead of pursuing the record, Tommy Pham went to the manager and said, hey, can my friend take my at bat instead? The manager complied. His friend, I believe it was Jace Peterson, got to go to the plate and experience a World Series A-B. So Tommy Pham didn't get to pursue the record and etch his name in the books, but he did get to provide a life uh, experience for his friend that he'll never forget. So hats off, a pro fan league hat off to Tommy Pham for making that move. 
uh, thinking of his friend and uh, realizing that the impact he could make on a teammate was more important uh, than having his name stand alone in the Major League Baseball record books. That's a cool story. Uh, this week coming up tonight, man, this is a it's a big Tuesday here today. We have the first college football playoff ranking coming out tonight. Not that that necessarily means that much at this point in the season. There's still a lot of football to be played, but we're starting to turn the corner towards uh, college football playoff time and national championship time. Uh, World Series Game 4 is tonight. The NFL trade deadline is today at 4 p.m. We'll see if uh, any players move. We'll see if any impact players move. Uh, Kirk Cousins going down with an Achilles injury this weekend has made the trade deadline a little more interesting. Uh, I would love to see uh, the New York Giants try to trade Daniel Jones to Minnesota. I don't think that's going to happen, but one could hope. One could hope. It's probably more likely, maybe, that uh, Minnesota's kicking the tires on bringing Kyler Murray to Minnesota, which would be interesting. I think an interesting uh, set of circumstances, an interesting potential trade would be if the Vikings could swing trading for Kyler Murray and then calling up the Jets and bringing Dalvin Cook back to Minnesota, Uh, Justin Jefferson getting healthy. You roll out an offense with Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, that's formidable. That is a formidable offense that I don't think anybody would want to tangle with. Uh, Danielle Hunter over on the defensive side is leading the NFL in sacks right now. Um, And the the Vikings seemed like they were starting to get their act together right before Kirk Cousins uh, got injured here. And he's he's in the final year of a free agent contract. So Kirk Cousins... um, future is very cloudy in Minnesota. Uh, It would be interesting if they could land Kyler Murray. And uh, I would also call the Jets about Dalvin Cook because they're not using him in Minnesota. It's the Brees Hall show. Uh, And last night, James Harden got his wish and was traded to the Clippers. I'm sure he's very happy this morning. I'm sure he is combing his beard with great joy. And that starting five for the Clippers is really interesting. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Ivica Zubak? The Sixers got a bunch of dudes. Oh, P.J. Tucker got sent out there too by the Sixers. And a lot of draft picks. I'm sure it wasn't a package that Daryl Morey like really loved but at this point what were they going to do have James sit on the bench all year and uh, pay more security guards to keep him off the team flights Uh, we need to get that payroll down get that payroll down get those security guards we need to bring that security detail down we need to get James out of here so uh, in a cost cutting measure this is the true headline in a cost cutting measure on the security force for the Philadelphia 76ers James Harden has been traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. They just couldn't afford to keep that guy off the flights anymore. They couldn't. A clip to look at from this past weekend. 
So Friday night, Spurs Rockets, albeit the Rockets are not a tremendous uh, basketball team. They're young. They're building a lot of things. San Antonio Spurs are playing them. Victor Wembenyama. I promise I'm not going to talk about Victor every single show. But he made two plays in the fourth quarter of that game uh, about a minute and a half apart that were the epitome of boom shakalaka. It's like NBA Jam stuff. They're bringing it down in the half court from the three-point line. Lobbed up. He is running down the lane and skies for the reverse. Slamma-jamma. I mean... Next play, they give it to him in the post, and he makes a play that you see like the high school kid making on the elementary school kid in the pool. He goes under the basket, reverse dunk, he flushes it. This this young man, seven foot four, teenager from France. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with his career, but in in back to back possessions or two of three possessions. Uh, between the eight and six minute windows in the fourth quarter of that Rockets game, he made two plays that you just don't see. You just don't see that much, especially at the NBA level. I mean, these are premier athletes, grown up men, playing high level hoops. And uh, he's out there just looking like the dominant kid in the pool sometimes. And the athletic play on the first one, the reverse alley-oop as he's running down the lane at at close to full speed. Uh, He just glided and he jammed it. So uh, if you want to see that, if you didn't see it, YouTube Victor Wembenyama, Houston Rockets, dunks, fourth quarter, it'll come up. This past Friday night, uh, it's worth a quick look. And uh, wow. Last night, Lionel Messi won his eighth Ballon d'Or player of the year in soccer, international soccer. Uh, he's been nominated every year since 2005 for this award, except for last year. He wasn't nominated last year. Uh, his eighth trophy. His eighth player of the year trophy in international soccer, that's soccer players all across the globe, uh, is a record. He actually set the record with seven, but now he has eight. He also has now won 54 individual awards, 54 individual awards in his career. I do believe uh, he, he will be a Hall of Famer. And this begs the question for me, and maybe something for you to think about. Does Mr. Messi own a tuxedo or rent one? I mean, 54 individual awards, that's a, that's a lot of obligations. I think he might be... I'm going with he does not own a tuxedo. I don't think he owns a tuxedo. I think when he shows up... Uh, there's a tuxedo waiting for him in his measurements. What do you think? Own a tuxedo? Rent a tuxedo? This is hard. This is hard hitting sports here. So, uh, you lay your mind to that. Uh, comment, comment, uh, in the show comments. I- I'd love tuxedo, own a rent. Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi. Uh, he's also won 44 championship trophies. 
Uh, I'm going to put a link to his personal website accomplishment page on swinging a torch uh, this week at profanleague.com. And it is a long, <laughs> it is a long list. Uh, part of the question here is uh, some people have a trophy room. Lionel Messi might have a house built out of trophies. Like he's won enough. I think he could, I think he could make a man cave out of trophies. Uh, a prolific career. A prolific career. And uh, obviously he recently led Argentina to a World Cup. And uh, he also gave a shout out to Diego Maradona, who passed away. Uh, yesterday was uh, Maradona's birthday, and uh, he gave a shout out during the award ceremony uh, to Maradona. Uh, college football, like I said, CFP playoffs are uh, coming out soon. The playoff rankings were starting to turn toward bowl season. Uh I think Georgia is the clear favorite. They will be the clear favorite. And Michigan was interesting in the conversation. Uh, But now, with the sign-stealing investigation, uh, I think Michigan's place in the football playoff conversation is kind of built on a platform of toothpicks. I don't know that anybody actually knows what's happening at Michigan or where it's headed. Uh, reports coming out yesterday that there was a contract extension for Jim Harbaugh uh, that has been now rescinded. He says that didn't happen. Uh, this, um, if you if you haven't seen any of it, uh, there's been a Michigan staffer going around to games all over, and it seems like he's uh, doing some some covert operations to to steal signs. And Michigan is under investigation about this. And if it all is true, uh, I would imagine the NCAA would be very interested. But I also don't want to come across like I'm jumping to conclusions. The investigation is open. It's being examined closely. Uh, I do think what's interesting is there are more and more investigative bodies piling into this investigation. So I'm sure it will all come out in the next, uh, well, it's the NCAA. So somewhere before 2030, somewhere before 2030, the year 2030, we will know if Michigan was indeed stealing signs. Hey, these things take time. These things take time. Final note here. In 1944, the Miami Dolphins set the NFL record for fewest offensive points per game with six and a half points a game across the whole season. That is offensive futility, 1944. For those Giants fans out there, for those New York Giants fans out there, the Giants have scored the least points in the NFL this year. Take heart. They're scoring 11.8 points a game right now. That's nearly double what those 1944 Miami Dolphins were scoring. So this is not the worst offense in NFL history. And I know there's a lot of Steelers fans out there who want to make the claim that they have the worst offense in the NFL right now. But I tell you, last week, this past Sunday, the New York Giants had minus eight net passing yards. Minus eight 
net passing yards. Uh, when you take the, the sack yardage plus the passing yardage, it was a negative number. They are struggling to move the football up the field. Maybe this week, uh, the wishbone. Maybe this week, the wishbone. Or the triple option. Uh, try and pull out the triple option. Uh, maybe Denard Robinson is somewhere. Or uh, C- Cordell Stewart. Uh, we, could, we could muster the triple option uh, for the New York football giants this week. But take heart, Giants fans. 1944, they are a better offensive football team than the worst offensive football team in NFL history by nearly a margin of times too. So we have not hit rock bottom. We have not hit rock bottom in New York giant football land. Although that Jets Giants game was probably one of the ugliest in recent memory. At the end of this show here towards the end, I wanted to take some time and cover uh, the Pro Fan Fundamentals. If you've spent any time at ProFanLeague.com on the About Pro Fan League page, you would see a list of Pro Fan Fundamentals. These are some of the core values of Pro Fan League, uh, of the Pro Fan League community. And I just wanted to touch briefly on this list this week on the podcast. Uh, to help people continue to understand what Pro Fan League is about. Yes, we talk about sports, uh, but this is also a show talking about life. Uh, You've heard me talk in the past about how I believe that every listener to this show, every human walking on the face of the earth has potential uh, and is currently right where they are in life with with things to do that can make a difference right where their feet are placed right now. And despite how you might feel about where you're at right now, whether you feel great or or whether you feel discouraged, there's lots of things to do, there's lots of things to learn, and there's lots of impact to be had. So Pro Fan League wants to come alongside you where you're at in your life and help you make a difference, and encourage you that what you are doing and where you are at in this life matters. So don't give up. Keep going. The first pro fan fundamental that we cover is cheer loudly. When we're at a sporting event, be engaged. Get behind your team. Let the team know that you're there for them. Sing the songs. Do the chants. Encourage the people around you. We're here. Let's enjoy the game. Let's watch it. Let's get behind these guys. You hear about a lot of crowds. You know, the Cameron Crazies, the 12th man at Texas A&M and out in Seattle. The World Cup crowds singing and swaying. Uh, European soccer takes it to another level. They, like, you know, light stuff on fire in the stands. As a pro fan, as, it, as part of Pro Fan League, cheer loudly. But really the underlying principle here that I want to draw out is wherever you're at, be engaged. 
Be engaged right where you are. Whether that's with your family or at your job. Be engaged. Cheering loudly as a spectator is part of being engaged in the game. I encourage you to be engaged in your life. Don't go through the motions. Don't just try to get through the stuff you don't like. Be engaged. Put the phone down. Talk with your wife and your kids, your husband. Uh, Interact with your job in an exemplary way. Look at your community and ask yourself, where can I make a difference in the neighborhood that I live in for my neighbor, the person right to the right and the left of you? Be engaged. That's really what's underlying cheer loudly. Don't just sit there and look at the phone or look like you're having a terrible time. Get in the game. Be engaged. Fans make a difference in the stands. You hear that from players. Who doesn't love somebody cheering for them? I would also encourage you, as part of Cheer Loudly, to take the time today and encourage somebody. It doesn't have to be some big, long thing. Take 10 seconds, 5 seconds, 1 second, and just let somebody know, hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you've done. Hey, I saw that effort. I saw what you did in that situation. And I thought it was commendable. Take the time. Send out an encouragement today. Make encouraging others a consistent part of your life. Often, we go days and days without being encouraged in life. It's amazing how one kind word or one piece of encouragement can blow fresh air into somebody's perspective. So, as part of the ProFan League community, cheer loudly, be engaged, be encouraging. Number two, remember athletes are people with families. This does not mean that we can't tell the truth about a situation, but we can say truthful things or show our discontent with a sports team without saying things or doing things that embarrass the people on the field or uh, make their families feel uncomfortable. Certainly, we don't have to make personal attacks on athletes. These people are putting in tremendous amounts of time and effort. And uh, the Pro Fan League podcast and Pro Fan League is a friend of athletes. We will tell the truth about athletic performance. So if things aren't going well, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about it in truthful ways. But we are not looking to slander. We are not looking to break somebody down. Because... Uh, break somebody down personally or question uh, or say things that are going to wipe them out emotionally or make their families feel in danger, certainly none of that is appropriate. And that's the spirit behind number two. Remember, athletes are people with families. So if you're out there cheering loudly, I would encourage you to think before you speak and act. Yeah, be passionate, be engaged. If you don't like it, 
it's okay to say, hey, I didn't like that play. Maybe even a boo bird. Sure. But stop it right there. Right? Let's treat people with dignity. Let's treat each other like we were created in the image of God, which we were. Uh, Something that I thought was really interesting, and I would actually love to do it at some point. I don't know if it will ever happen. Maybe so, but uh, every year in, in August around the Little League World Series, they have the game where the players go to Williamsport and they partake in the Little League World Series with the families and players before they then play their own game at night and... Uh, Bryce Harper was being interviewed about his family and the sacrifices that it takes to play Major League Baseball. And he was actually uh, tearing up and getting emotional during that interview. I would enjoy having Bryce Harper on this show talking about the impact of playing baseball on his family. Uh, I think that would be an interesting interview. Bryce Harper, if you hear this, uh, I would be glad to host you as a guest. Uh, If anybody knows Bryce Harper, let him know that Brad Gibbs, pro fan league, uh, would like to talk to him about baseball and family and the impact uh, that all the sacrifices he makes to play has on his family. I think it'd be a tremendous interview. There it is. Uh, Bryce Harper, uh, let me know. Let me know when we can get you on the show to talk about uh, family. That'd be great. Number three. Remember that fundamentals matter. We saw a lot of records fall this past week in sports. We saw, uh, we had four records fall or be tied just this past weekend. You know what they say, records are made to be broken. And it's easy to get caught up in how amazing the records being broken are. But let's not forget that fundamentals are what set up record-breaking performances. Fundamentals, the simple building blocks, and doing them consistently are what set up opportunities to break records. Often the things that set up opportunity to break records are not at all flashy. They're not glamorous. Actually, they're probably some of the dullest things that you do in life every day. Not many people get excited about breathing. We do it without even thinking, but I tell you, it's disturbing when we stop. Fundamentals matter. Being disciplined to them matters. That is Pro Fan League uh, core value number three. Number four, believe that alone we die. Pro Fan League believes that alone we die. In the Bible, there's two verses I wanted to draw out. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, this was an encouragement to the church. Um, This was an encouragement to the body of Christ. And it was meant to encourage them to stay in each other's lives. Stirring up one another to love and good works and not neglecting to meet together. 
Why is it important to not neglect meeting together? Well, it's because as human beings, we often have very short memories and we can forget the truths of God's word, certainly, but we can forget truth very quickly. We can start to be caught up in our own fears. We can start to believe lies very quickly and having each other involved in our lives is what helps prevent against believing, believing lies is what helps prevent giving into fear. We help one another to believe truth and to live in ways that can honor the Lord and to live in ways that are are right and good in the eyes of God. So part of uh, this fourth pillar, believing that alone we die, is going out of our way to stay engaged in each other's lives. Um, asking for help. If you are uh, a believer of Jesus Christ, again, I encourage you, be engaged in your local church. Do not forsake the fellowship. Uh, following Jesus in this world, in a fallen world, is challenging. So stay engaged with the body of Christ so that we can encourage one another. And part of Pro Fan League is to be a consistent encouragement in people's lives. Don't believe, don't believe lies. Truth over lies. Faith over fear. You'll hear me talk about that. Do not look in the mirror and believe that where you're at right now isn't where you're supposed to be at. Don't look in the mirror right now and think that the job you're doing isn't important. It is important. That is a simple mechanism of believing a truth over a lie. The job that you're doing is important. So, do it well. I encourage you today to think through some of the fundamentals in your life. What are the fundamentals, the small things in your life that matter today that you're doing consistently? And what are some areas where maybe the fundamentals have started to slip? Where you need to, to uh, re-examine or reach out to a friend and say, hey, uh, can I get some accountability in these areas of my life? The fundamentals are starting to slip. Remember, the fundamentals are what set the table for record-breaking performances. That's all for me today. I am cheering for you. Thanks for listening. Uh, please share this podcast. Please let people know about it. Word of mouth, social media. Please give us a five-star review. We're cheering for you. Go make plays. Have a great day. We will see you right back here on Friday. Check out the Pro Fan League podcast. Uh, if you haven't listened to any before this, profanleague.com, the Swinging a Torch uh, blog is there. Uh, the next article in the championship series is coming this weekend. Have an awesome day. Have a great Tuesday. Until Friday, go make plays. 